Hello, and welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Uh, sisters, we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, he is, he's, I mean, you might know him. I don't know, he's, he's kind of he's <laughs> popular. Uh, <laughs> Sydney, do you want to uh, explain who our special guest today is? Uh, yes, I, I, will be ha- I would be happy to. So I don't think he needs an introduction, but we can see him and you can't, so we will give him an introduction. Um, <laughs> Uh, he is the creator and star of the multiple Tony Award winning Hamilton, an American musical, which is fantastic, yeah. as everyone knows, everyone yeah. on earth. And he is working on the upcoming animated Disney movie Moana, the music for that. And he will be starring with Emily Blunt in Mary Poppins Returns. Lynn Manuel Miranda is here. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, Huntington? What's up, Brooklyn? What's up, Smurls? <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Longtime fan, first time caller. I'm thrilled <laughs> to be here. That's so uh, weird. And, and talk about, you know, how we teen and how we survived. The, the, I, I didn't mention that's the. I think that's the most important uh, title I could give you is friend of our show, friend of Still Buffering. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Member that's of what's, our Facebook. That's what's group. made me the man I am today, and <laughs> I credit you fully. And uh, thank you. You guys delight me on the weekly. Well, we, we do our best. We, we try. try. Um, <laughs> anytime we have a, a guest on our show, uh, we like to ask you. We like to l- let you kind of give our listeners an idea of who you were as a teenager. So they kind of know like if they're a teen now where you would fit in their high school or when, when they were a teen. So, so Lynn, how did you teen? Well, Sydney, um, the, uh, the honest answer is if, if the title of this show is how to theater, um, I was Mark in rent, uh, <laughs> but like yeah. tiny and Puerto Rican and wearing, <laughs> uh, cross color <laughs> jeans. Um, I had an old school camera like on my shoulder at all times. I filmed my friends. I made movies. I, um, you know, was in the school play. We had sort of a school play structure that was play in the fall, musical in the winter, student written plays in the spring. And that was sort of my existence as a teenager. I don't I didn't count it in semesters. I counted it in what the play is. Um, And uh you know, all around gadfly, probably really annoying. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm of your generation. I made mixtapes for girls with secret messages inside. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> um, the only sport I played was handball, which is a very New York thing that requires walls in order to play. Um, I loved when you guys talked about asses up because that was a <laughs> huge game when I was a kid. That was the game. And we had no idea what that, that was. was. A thing. No, I had I had to ask a friend at work who was like, "How do you not know what butts up is?" I was like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." Yeah, butts up was so. I, I literally wanted to jump through the show and explain the rules when you're talking about it because um, so it's you have to throw the ball against the wall. If it mm-hmm. doesn't, if it bounces before it hits the wall, so it's just a test of child arm strength. If, if you can't make it reach the wall before you hit it, you've got to run and tag the wall before someone else throws the ball at the wall. If you don't make it, you get an A. Once it spells asses up, there are two ways of dealing out punishment for losing. There was patty wax and there was the other kind. One, you would literally – I'm demonstrating this physically <laughs> – but listeners at home, you would stand against the wall with your butt to the, your fellow players, and they would all try to have to throw the ball at your butt. 
Um, sadomasochistic. <laughs> all so bad at throwing balls that that was really a, a, a very harsh punishment. Um, just be missing. Um, the other one was patty wax, which is where you would have to go through the legs of every other player and they would just slap you on the butt as hard as you could as you went through. <laughs> what? This is a I, very weird oriented kind of... <laughs> All about butts. <laughs> to do with theater, but I just really wanted to explain it because, you know, that's that's a very New York City game. <laughs> I needed that. I know. I yeah. I appreciate that. And I had not my, my friend who my friend who explained it to me grew up in Atlanta. She did not tell me about this patty wax. Patty wax. I don't think that was a maybe in the Atlanta variation it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> part of it. I don't know. <laughs> I would love to witness that. Wow. Yeah, uh, crazy i appreciate that because yeah that, yeah that helps a lot when i didn't know what it was and riley was literally looking at it googling it yeah. as we were talking about it and as she says butts up i went whoa 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 no hold yeah. on <laughs> you had me at butts up <laughs> i didn't know what she was about to stumble on i was like don't Stop google that scrolling. <laughs> don't google it don't google it um but that was really more an elementary school game like we were playing regular handball by the time we were we were teening no you were too cool for that by then yeah, and our aim had gotten too good. It was like not so fun. Yeah, you could really <laughs> hurt each other with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and that that leads us to we do want to, of course, talk to you about how to theater. Um, yes. A, a lot of people have been asking that because, of course, um, everyone knows you're a little involved in theater. I think we could say. Yeah. And more more famously, the three of us did theater when we were kids. Right. More famous. <laughs> Very Absolutely. well known. Very well known. No, but uh, Taylor and I grew up doing community theater as well as uh, I did. A, I did some high school theater. Tay, I don't think you did as much. Uh, um, by then, I was just doing set design. I did a lot of that stuff in high school. That's the best. It was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Riley currently does a lot of. I, for for whatever reason, our little our little town Huntington has a lot of community theater. So much. Yeah. We have like five different theater companies, like within twenty minutes of each other. Yeah. It's Which weird. is a lot of concentrated drama, by the it way. Is. Like, <laughs> no, and I don't mean that as like a pun. Like, I don't mean like drama. I mean like you know the drama. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you fun. doing very serious plays? Like, what are what are the what are you tackling? What are your shows? Oh man, there's like one group that always does Shakespeare. Yeah. We never do Shakespeare. So there are some that do some more serious yeah. works, and then I mean we were mainly involved in like the children's theaters. Yeah, mm-hmm. our parents directed a lot of children's theater mm-hmm. and then um there's uh the outdoor theater which i mean they mainly do like large musicals and stuff yeah stuff for crowd pleasers things that yeah we, yeah the, 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 old, pop, the popcorn entertainments exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the stuff that everybody kind of recognizes there's yeah. a lot of that so yeah um, but there are there are a couple of theater groups in the area that tackle like more serious stuff mm-hmm. that do one in particular that tries to do like all kinds of different interpretations of shakespeare and different yeah time periods which is pretty cool for Huntington yeah you know that's really cool so so anyway so so we did a lot of that growing up and I think that um it's fair to say like you kind of mentioned Lynn that it defined us to some extent I know for me uh pretty early on I recognized like I am a theater kid and it was nice because I didn't have like a place to fit before I figured that out I was just I don't know I was the the quiet the the nerdy kid, Lenore. <laughs> Lenore. <laughs> Lenore, writer of sad poetry. I, I <laughs> that was my. I revealed that recently that that was my pen name when I was younger, which is 
now. Cloth the raven. Nom de plume. Nom de plume. That's right. (laughs) Once upon a midnight dreary. I was very proud of that. Um, But theater gave me a real place to belong because I found a lot of other people in theater who I think would say the same thing. Like they didn't know where else to be. And all of a sudden here was this home where um, I felt like it was a group of people. And I don't, I think this is probably true universally where everyone was very accepted. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and it's a great place to sort of figure out where you are. I mean, who you are. I remember um, I didn't, I didn't audition for our, play until the end of eighth grade um, on the, at, at the encouragement of my English teacher um, who would just see me sort of doodling and writing sad poetry and lyrics for girls. <laughs> I didn't even have a pen name, cool pen name like Lenore. Cool. I was just I don't know. <laughs> sitting in Spanish class writing like, only if Amanda could look at me. Um, <laughs> Um, but, uh, but that's what got me started writing. I was, I was sort of writing bleak songs about girls and, um, and my English teacher was like, you should be writing for Brick Prison, which was the name of our student written theater club. And, uh, I auditioned and got, it it was six student written plays Mm -hmm. and I got, uh, two parts, one as like a young version of an older senior (laughs) (laughs) with the flashback scene in it called the plan play. Um, and the other one was called Swing Line 457. Uh, it was by a writer named Rob Sosin, who's, who's still writing. He was, he was sort of the, he was the Neil Simon of our school. He had three <laughs> plays in Brick Prison that year. He was so good that they in- instituted a Rob Sosin rule that you can't have more than one play in Brick uh, <laughs> per wow. year. But it was about a dinner party where someone threw a stapler out the window and killed someone. And everyone's trying to figure out who it is. And I played an old Jewish man with a, my, with a brother and we were suspects. Um, and it was really fun. But the, the, but the fun part, really, um, there's the anxiety of auditioning. There's the waiting for the call sheet to go up, which is like the sweetest painful memory I think I have in high school because I remember it so many times of like, mm-hmm. when are they going to put up? It was the cast list outside the like English department. And you were just like, we would all just stand around waiting for them to put it up. Um, and um, once I got in, um, getting to make friends with kids of different ages. I mean, there's really, you can't put a price on how much that saves your life in high school because there's so much drama of who loves who and who's fighting with who and who's dating who. And they were our friend today, but we hate them now. And like, you can step outside and go, I'm going to go hang out with my friend in another grade who doesn't know who any of these people are. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it gives you such perspective on high school because um, – and, and there's bittersweet stuff that goes along with that, right? Because you make really close friends with people who graduate. Um, mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh. I remember I was in love with the director of one of those plays and she – ended up going to Wesleyan and was my pen pal for several years. I have a letter from her saying, have you heard of this thing called Telnet? It's a thing called email, and you can send electronic <laughs> letters. And I think my first emails were to this woman. Um, and a uh, funny side note about that, uh, this girl who I wrote letters to, she went to Wesleyan, where I ended up going later. She met... Um, her boyfriend, when they were both pre-frosh and visiting the school, and her boyfriend was Craig Thomas, and they're the basis for Marshall and Lily. 
on How I Met Your Mother. Really? Oh, my gosh. It's the creator of the show. So, yeah, so my pen pal and first-time director was Lily. It was the basis for Lily. Oh, that's oh, crazy. That's it's a small world so thing. Cool. I know you're a fan of that show, so I wanted to tell you that. But, like, that that's... really cool. I was the first person who directed me in, in high school theater. That's, that's really crazy. Cool. Now, I, I want to know, know about your plays. Like, what was your first role in your first show that, like, you just sort of got the bug? The... Well, the first the first show that I did and that Taylor did, um, we it was actually after we were we had moved to Huntington. We've lived in mm-hmm. Huntington most of our lives, but we moved around a little bit before that. Our dad worked for the railroad, so we moved around a lot with that. And uh, it was because I had some friends through choir. We were both like we were both singers, and so I had some friends who were who sang, and they said, "Hey, we do this thing. Would you want to?" Were you an alto it? or a soprano? Alto. Yeah, nice. you, had the, you had those hard parts <laughs> that made no sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I sing know. the weird note to fill the chord. <laughs> yeah. That results too in only knowing like the <laughs> the most unpleasant sounding part yeah. of so many songs. Yeah, I was in jazz chorus and I ha- I like I don't know blue skies. I know bluebirds singing a song. <laughs> birds all day long. <laughs> We could, <laughs> we could do a duet to that because I did that in show choir and I only know the alto part to that. And a dance never to go the sun with it. Shining so bright. Never <laughs> da 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 um, we, uh, But our, our, my friend uh, in choir got it, me into it. And I guess, Taylor, you probably just came along because I was doing it. Mom probably made you. I don't know. I don't yeah, remember. well, we were new in town and we didn't really have any friends. So I think that they, she thought that was a good thing for both of us to do to kind of get us involved with other kids our age. So we went and auditioned for The Wizard of Oz. It was yep. the first. It was in our local children's theater. And um, I was Girl of Oz number three. <laughs> I was yeah, Munchkin yeah, Elder was, number two. <laughs> what were your lines? Do you remember your lines? I, I do. Really? I, I had do. one. I do. What is it? Uh, there's a part that I, I don't think a lot of people are familiar with this. And in this stage version of The Wizard of Oz, there's a song called Evening Star that Dorothy sings that isn't, I mean, yeah, right. I know. You've rocked like, my what, world. What are you talking about? And it's this song about love. And I don't know why it's in the show. I just what? know it did exist. I promise you. And the there are these three girls of Oz who are sitting around her doing her hair while she sings to them about love. And she says... <laughs> She says <laughs> songs about, you know, stars, love, and that stuff. And the three of us went, stars, love, and my line was, and that stuff? <laughs> my first line. It's great. I know. I still haven't memorized. That's impressive, right? right? right. Uh, but uh, I, that was when we also met the McElroys, because Justin was Lord Growley, a character that, again, I don't I know don't exists. exists. And what was his line? Do you remember? I, he had several. Oh, it was love even then. But I remember <laughs> one because dad quotes it to this day. Our dad. He does? Do you guys, Taylor, do you remember this? I don't think I do. He, he goes in. He's, Taylor's blocked out. I <laughs> He's the character who goes in and sees the wizard and then he comes back out and tells him to go away in this version. Like he's the one who says like, no, he can't. He so can't see like right the now. guard. Sort of, yeah. Okay. But he's kind of, they treat him like he's above the mayor. He's like the governor. But he's not the, well, why didn't you say so guy? <laughs> no, no. He yeah. would come out and he would, and he said, you know, I talked to the wizard and whatever, you can't come in. And we were, and somebody was supposed to ask him, what did he look like? And Justin's line was, he was, 
invisible. Yeah, Dad does I say hear that. that a lot. <laughs> ah, it's all coming back, all coming back to me now. <laughs> My dad loved that line, got such a kick out of it, and used to quote him all the time. And this is when we were like, whatever, like 12 or whatever. That um, was so great. Travis was a flying monkey. Griffin was the munchkin coroner. <laughs> that is when the chipmunks met the chipettes and the McElroy Smurl empire was born. This is the beginning. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I do have to mention, you talked about waiting for the cast list to go up. In our community theater, in the children's theater that, that we all kind of grew up in, the one that we did the most shows with, the way you used to find out who you were in the show was that one guy left, the director left it on his answering machine. Oh, right. Yeah. So he would uh, give a time. Riley, this- answering machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to do this. <laughs> he would have a time that he would tell you on the on like the sheet they gave you when you auditioned after this time on this day you can call this number and when it gets to the answering machine listen <laughs> to the whole answering machine message and they'll tell you who you who you are if you're in the show but what if like, like you're not on it and you just like, spent like 15 minutes listening to this cast list <laughs> it's like the meanest santa santa hotline of all time <laughs> it was cr- and it was every kid who auditioned trying to call in at the same time to listen to this answering machine message and so you would just sit there and hit redial and redial and redial over and over until you finally got through and then listen to the entire thing to see what you got or if you were even on it it was it was it was heartbreaking often that's cruel and unusual yeah, that was pre-internet, Riley. That was pre-Riley. See, see I think that this is why I blocked all this out, because that's how I found out that I didn't get the role of Annie. And I, after that, I wore all black. I joined the <laughs> stage crew. Everything went dark. <laughs> you were like, you were like, the sun is not coming out tomorrow. The lights will never shine on me. <laughs> that is the thing. I, I would say as much as we're, we remember the shows we did, we used to joke forever about Taylor <laughs> saying, I should have been Annie for so long. <laughs> well, and I, the role I got was Cry Baby Tessa, which that, that's the second most memorable uh, role in that show. Um, and I had uh, only a few lines and there was is one that, where is that shines like the top of the Chrysler building. No, no, that, I think that was the, the, the feisty one. I don't remember her name. I barely remember my name. Um, but it was, Sorry, that, was you're, never, <laughs> you're never fully dressed without a smile. And we're at, imitating the like the the characters on the radio. And it was like, oh, the lovely Boylan sisters. And I introduced the three girls that sing. And I just every time just like, ah, oh, the lovely Boylan sisters. And the director kept saying, no, 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 like calm down. No, it's just like you're a smooth radio jockey. And mom was like, no, you say it the way you want to say it. <laughs> oh, so wow. Counter direction from mom. All right, Mama Rose. It never, it never stopped. I just did it that way every night. And he just gave up at some point. Like, that's what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I, she's like, I can't interfere with Mary Smurl. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Is, that started, out, Louise. is that why she started directing? She, she just couldn't handle other people telling you all what to do. <laughs> so. From that first, that wow. mom was involved by the end of Wizard of Oz. By the time that show went up, mom was helping with the show. And mm-hmm. then we were n- not just new to theater; we were new to the area. And here she was friends with everybody: the director, the choreographer, right. the right. musical director, everybody. Does. Yes, she was friends with everybody, knew everybody, organizing costumes, doing all kinds of stuff. She was in there from the beginning, and that was from that was the first time our parents were involved with theater, and like in yeah. their whole lives. Mm-hmm. And from there. Mom started helping with shows and then eventually she was choreographing, 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 choreographing. (laughs) (laughs) That's that word. You know, it's a tricky word. It changes emphasis based on whether you noun it or verb it. (laughs) Teaching the dance. And uh, and and then um, 
she started directing shows and then our dad kind of caught the bug and wanted mm-hmm. to be in them. And he, oh man, <laughs> the first show he ever did was Peter Pan. <laughs> he, was, he was Captain Hook. Three times, right? He's been Captain He's Hook been three Captain times? Hook three times. I, I was Captain Hook. Really? Six, yeah? Sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> I was the only Captain Hook you'll ever see with like Adidas on. Because <laughs> it was sort of a half dress, half. I had like a long black wig, but also like jeans and shoes. It was a very mixed, confusing thing. That got really into it. And yeah. he took it all very seriously. He would have his own private makeup kit that was separate from ours. Like we didn't share. He personalized all of his script <laughs> binders with like pictures of the original cast from the Broadway productions mm-hmm. and like quotes from the original actors. He still has a script from when he was the Scarecrow in the Wizard of Oz. And that's what he uses to direct the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. It's his personalized Scarecrow binder. <laughs> with like Ray Bolger on yeah. there. Like yeah. pictures of him. And quotes. And, and, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's he amazing. He's like, call me Hook. <laughs> yeah. method at home was it like no uh, he quote i mean here's the thing you have to be careful charlie's really into the wizard of oz now mm-hmm. and if she mentions a line from the wizard of oz or quotes the scarecrow it's the whole like yeah, the rest the of the show. show from then on he just launches into wow so yeah he got more leads than any of us i think oh yeah put yeah, together definitely put together yeah <laughs> riley what was your first show uh Susical, the musical i was Three or four? Four. It was four. Yeah, it was in 2005. I was four and I was the baby kangaroo. And I had two lines, three lines. Do you remember right? that? Yeah. I said, hump. And then, <laughs> uh, me too. <laughs> and then, uh, wait, maybe that was it. Maybe I just said two lines. <laughs> well, <laughs> hump, hump is an all time great. I know. Hump. Hump. You did. And I I memorized the choreography. I said it with gusto. I had gestures. I had faces. I had voices. You had um, a bedazzled hat. Yeah. A bedazzled hat and sparkly overalls. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I still have that bedazzled hat. (laughs) Amazing. I had my Captain Hook wig well into adolescence as I was making movies as teenage rent mark. (laughs) Whenever we needed lady characters, that's what would go on someone's head. When I couldn't convince girls to come over and play parts. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely, you mentioned Rent. And when I, when I think about like my high school theater experience, it, we did shows. And I remember the shows themselves. And I remember the parts I played, I guess. But what I remember more was just all the time we spent backstage and at rehearsals, largely singing Rent. That was pretty much it. Was just it within ourselves casting rent. And well, you and I are about the it. same age. That came out like our junior year in high school. Mm-hmm. That's about right. Yeah. 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 Same. Same here. I mean, I remember dream casting that show with the available kids from our high school. You know, we knew we'd never get the rights. They would never be released while we were still in school. But I was like, if it would happen, you know, I remember being really. Yeah. I mean, that was that was the thing. I, I actually in um, I was in show choir as well. And we had a pancake breakfast <laughs> to raise money for the show choir. I remember this. Do you remember this? <laughs> and we, we did like the numbers that the show choir did. But then in between, they kind of gave us free reign to do our own songs, our own numbers. Like if you, pr- if you bring something prepared, like some music, we'll play it and you can sing some songs I know songs what in I'm between. hoping that you're going to say. <laughs> or sing. Right. So <laughs> I, I didn't bring any music or anything. I just thought, well, they're letting us do this. And like we all know Rent. So... I did Over the Moon, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
with the Maureen performance. Yes, I was Maureen. Yes, doing <laughs> Over the Moon with like all my friends doing like you know all the mooing and, <laughs> and doing the backup like, leap of faith, like doing that in the background. You have to at treat a, us to some of this right at now. A pancake breakfast. <laughs> you saw it memorized, right? I am not. I'm not going to perform. Sydney. Give us I a think, section. I think the hardest part though is when she talks about. Drinking from the cow. I think because I, I just picture like all these, like we're in Huntington, West Virginia. You said the word swollen under in a pancake breakfast. I said I, I sucked the sweetest milk I'd ever tasted. I did that, and then I slurped. Then I slurped. Move with me. I know in front of. I mean, like in a, in a high school people, cafeteria. Right? Like in the morning, yeah. in the breakfast, in front of like all the parents and grandparents, and I'm just doing. I, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. Oh my god. That yeah, is so great. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm trying to think oh of another god. funny. So I was. Um, so here's my high school theater career. It was mm-hmm. uh, in terms of musicals. I got to be the pirate king in Pirates of Penzance in ninth grade which was amazing, but I was at the peak of puberty, so I basically yelled my whole part uh, the whole time. I was just, away to the cheating world, go you! Because I couldn't hit any of the notes. Um, And then I was Judas and Godspell in 10th Mm -hmm. grade, so I know the book of Matthew from the Bible mainly because of show tunes. Um, (laughs) Yeah, same And And then I... um, and then, you know, it was all student directed at my school. So I kind of had to make a choice. Do I want to keep acting or do I want to be sort of the behind the scenes guy? And so I assistant directed. In 10th grade, I started dating my high school girlfriend and she was, the, she was a year older than me and she directed a chorus line and I was her assistant director. So it was literally what I did for love. <laughs> um, and I mean, they were so cool. Like we did the original chorus line and if you know some of the lyrics in the chorus line i don't know if this is a family show or not but <laughs> dance 10 looks three yeah <laughs> we had a teenage actress with falsies in her bra like full-on singing it and thinking like I, being an adult being like i would have been so uncomfortable I watching can't. kids sing that oh song but we were like god. we're doing it oh my god oh i can't even imagine because no. i'm picturing like that would be like riley doing that and i can't even no, I know. No, I know. But we, I, but when you're a kid, you're like, yes, like freedom of expression. Um, <laughs> and I, I will never forget this. You know, we basically, everyone had their own costumes. Like, you know, it, Chorus Line's not very expensive to make. You're in dance clothes and leotards. But we mm-hmm. did have to rent the gold costumes for one yeah. at the end. And guys, let me just say that the cut around the crotch area for these rented costumes was unbelievably unforgiving. <laughs> so <laughs> Meredith, our director, had to take the girls aside and talk about shaving. Oh. Um, oh. And sort of that area. Oh and um, I had to talk to the boys about what a dance belt was oh, and no. wearing that because um, the outlines were such that it was really becoming a rated R show full of teenagers. <laughs> Um, they were just really tight crotches, uh, tight, tight crotches wow. on children. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> That's a tough conversation to have to talk to your peers about. That's when being a student oh, director gosh. is like not fun. <laughs> no, I can't even imagine. Guys, your junk is too noticeable. We got to figure something out. <laughs> 
Well, which which <laughs> did you find you enjoyed better? Did did you like being on stage yeah. or creating the you know kind of putting it all on stage? Um, I found. I mean, I basically found the ratio that I still live out now. Like, I really loved writing plays for Brick, um, and I really loved directing too, but directing is really hard when you're a student director. You can't pay them and you can't fire them if they're <laughs> if they're cutting class or they're cutting rehearsal. Like there's you actually in a way it kind of helped me a lot in terms of confidence because you just have to project an authority that's entirely made up. <laughs> it's like you better come to rehearsal or you won't be there. <laughs> you kind of can't say that when you're a student director. Um, so I kind of learned a lot about just sort of like figuring out how to guilt people and figuring out how to like just sort of project an authority of like making a team effort like you're letting down your fellow cast members. Like you kind of had to learn all this like way of keeping people collaborating when there's no incentive to do so other than the thing you want to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's become valuable sort of time and, and time again. Um, but, but yeah, I always liked writing and I always loved acting. Like I really, I directed West Side Story my senior year and I was one of the only Puerto Rican kids in my school. So I just had to teach a lot of white and Asian kids like how to be Puerto Rican, which <laughs> was really fun. I mean, it was like, I brought my dad in, my dad did dialect coaching with the kids. Oh, he cool. taught them like phrases to yell during America. So that it wouldn't be like, Andale! like <laughs> you know, he taught them authentic things to, yell, So they could sort of really, you know, feel like they were authentically having a back and forth. And, um, so I found it enormously fun and challenging, but I, but I missed acting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really, I, I really like that. And mm-hmm. I, and acting and writing are sort of the same thing for me. So, but I, I always sort of did both in equal measure, uh, at school. I, I think it's interesting. I, I found the same thing. I didn't do any directing as a, as a kid, but I did like for a period of time, it was probably because I didn't get Peter Pan when we did Peter Pan. <laughs> And I was very, I was always like, I should have been Peter Pan. So I was upset about <laughs> should that. should have been Andy, should have been Peter Pan. I'm yep. keeping track. <laughs> I'm sure it would have been different. <laughs> I, I was very upset about that. I just, I was a pirate and I wasn't Peter Pan. <laughs> and after that, I kind of swore off. I was like, I'm done with the stage. <laughs> I'm going to do, I'm going to do tech crew for a while. Yep. And uh, yeah, so I stuck with, I, I did either on the crew that was actually like the first time that justin and i dated so to speak he was i know he was stage manager for charlotte's web and i was on his crew Uh and i don't know we shared a love for the princess bride so there you go (laughs) but as you wish i mean that'll that'll do it every time but uh i i found that because i did crew but then i stage managed i stage managed annie that was a nightmare. When Taylor should have been Annie. That was yes. a nightmare. We built all, all these beds. All these beds. All these yep. orphan beds that were that were like the worst. These. They were the worst thing you can make for, <sighs> for a set piece because they didn't really look like beds, but they were also really heavy and unwieldy. So <laughs> So, you know, the worst like two by fours, they were just like big wooden objects. They were awful. And we carted them on and off stage so many times. Mm -hmm. Oh, I hated that. that. Uh, But it really did give me a lot of confidence to do that. And then I did sound. We used to have like ours was totally run by kids. We'd have like somebody mentoring you. Um, and but a kid would do sound and would do lights and would learn how to operate the soundboard and all that stuff. And I found that 
like a big thing for me. Like I'm in charge of this and I can tell people like, be quiet. I'm testing this. No, you get over here. I need to check that. Did you turn that off? Like I always loved yelling at people in the show. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you do to that? I had it on. This is your fault. But that really was good for me because I was kind of a shy kid and that definitely I got confidence from being on stage, but tech crew, I think was really where I came into my own. Didn't you uh, help mom choreograph for a while? While I, she was pregnant. With I, yeah, I didn't actually. I can't dance, so I didn't actually like. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a skill set I have. Can but, any of us dance? Can you? No, okay, Riley? I can't. I take dance classes. That doesn't mean I can dance. No, we can't uh, dance, but our mom can. Check it in. That's mom our can. motto. We can't dance, but our mom can. <laughs> <laughs> Still buffering. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, she, she was so pregnant with you when Very we pregnant. did Good Man Charlie Brown. So yeah, because I pregnant. was born like right during the run of the show. Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. would show me the dances at home and then she would like chill because she was so very pregnant and I would teach the dances to the kids. Mm-hmm. But no, I, c- I would, could never come up with that stuff on my own. But our mom can. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like your mom is the mama rose of this whole industry. In she, Huntington? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she really the does. Yeah. She's pulling the strings. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. I always feel bad because like, Man, this is really embarrassing to admit. But when I look back at like the times when I got to like have a solo or do something on stage alone, it was often because mom was involved. <laughs> I feel really bad because like she used to do these showcases all the time. Yep. Usually to like raise money for some big show we were trying to do, we would do this big giant showcase and we would cast all the kids to audition and then all the parents have to come. Which was literally 200 kids. Yeah. And it would <laughs> literally 200 kids and it wouldn't cost any money. And then we would make money and then we would do something like Peter Pan where we'd have to fly people or something like that. And right. uh, that was my, she, she gave us a chance to shine. That's all I'll say. It. Except for me. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> no, by the time uh, I was doing theater with mom, you all were, when you all were doing theater with mom, you were in high school, right? Mm-hmm. When I was doing theater with Middle mom, I was like, I was like nine, 10. So there's no way she could like give me lead parts or solos over like these high school seniors. Without it being like, well, that's her daughter. You're so like, I, was, I think Riley should play Skinny yeah. <laughs> in this production. <laughs> but, but you did get, now Riley did get a, a lead that she earned from, Justin and I started directing from Children's you all. Theater. That's right. You all I gave think, me my uh, first lead, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a musical. <laughs> I'm just picturing all the other Huntington kids being like, I knew it. <laughs> the fix is in. She was really, you were really good. Because it wasn't a straight show, because it was just acting. Because right, it, best Christmas no, pageant. Best Christmas pageant ever. We did best Christmas mom. pageant ever. I played her mom, and she was Beth. And you did a great job. She was a narrator. She did a great job. Oh, my first and only lead. Her mom. That's so cute. <laughs> was mom involved in Christmas Carol? Because that's the only lead I ever got. <laughs> oh, that was before me. I don't uh, think so. You got that on your own merits. As a ghost of Christmas past. Did you the guys bear. ever have? Um, did you guys ever have pranks? Like, did students prank each other? Uh, we did one I remember a lot was in uh, I did I didn't do a ton of shows with our high school um, because I was I think largely because we were doing so much community theater. Mm-hmm. But one of the ones I did was fame. Uh, we did fame the musical and <laughs> I was the English teacher. I don't remember her name. 
Anyway, <laughs> I was the like, I, like the the no fun character. I was the one who came on stage and was like, stop dancing, read more books. <laughs> yeah, and, and your your tech career prepared you for that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I remember at one point, like one of the pivotal moments is when I discover that like the kid that I've been writing the hardest, uh, like to, to do better in school, it can't read. And that's like one of the big moments in the show. Tyrone. Yes, exactly. And I, I go over and he's reading a book, but there's, it's really there's a comic book inside his textbook. And so I'm supposed to make this big thing about holding up this comic book. And somebody had taped to the front of the comic book a picture of one of the members of the tech crew who had a nipple ring with like who had attached like a weight to their nipple ring that was really heavy. So their nipple was really stretched and they were just like pointing at it and like smiling real big, like check this out. And it taped this like, it was like a Polaroid to the front of the comic book. And so I look at it and the line is supposed to be like Superman. And I, and it's just, uh, yeah. So we used to do that to each other. I almost broke. I almost totally lost it. (laughs) Well, we would always get uh, wine replaced with borscht. That was the big tech crew prank. So I was in a production of The Little Foxes where we're just drinking tons of wine. It's a Lillian Hellman play. And, and it's beet juice. I mean, it's just the grossest. And I hated prank night. I was just like, this is serious. We've been working so hard. So I think my character was an alcoholic that night because I would just drink like five cups of boars just to spite the crew being like, you don't scare me. Crack me. <laughs> Um, I'll never forget one of the craziest because, you know, it was always this negotiation because tech crew, they never get enough love. They never get enough appreciation. They take it out on the cast on prank night. Right. And I'll never forget for chorus line for prank night, there was a line painted across the stage. And on prank night, it was a big squiggly line. <laughs> they literally just, <laughs> oh, painted over it and just painted this like Mr. Scribbles. Oh, squiggly no. Line across oh, the stage. So you just kind of had to stand and assume you were in the right line. <laughs> Those to stand on. <laughs> it 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 was easier, I will say too, on tech crew to have like a sense of authority because you know, like if the tech crew is mad at you, they can make your life very difficult. Yeah, <laughs> things could get really hard, and that that power that's very that's a very that was very overwhelming for a teenager to have. That was <laughs> I remember feeling that way. Like if you mess with me, I'll turn your mic down. Yep. What there? <laughs> Take that. Uh, I remember when Justin was stage manager, we we used we used to in community theater do like a tech crew bow, mm-hmm. and I think that started with, when Justin was stage manager of one of the showcases we did because he complained so much about how the crew never gets enough love, and so mom was like, "Fine, you guys can come up and do a bow." So he he like choreographed this whole thing where they played the um, the music from Star Wars, the Empire theme. Like, I remember that. yes. And he and they had the whole tech crew marching down the center aisle to the theme. He, <laughs> he led them rolling down the center aisle. I don't understand. Like on his side, rolling. Like like little kids roll down like, a hill. Yep, rolling down the center aisle of the theater, leading I was the whole somersaults. <laughs> nope, nope, rolling like a kid does down a hill. The, oh, leading the whole that. tech crew down to the stage, and then they got. To like step up and say their name and wave and bow. It was like the biggest, grandest bow anybody ever got. Justin started that tradition because of Oh that. man, Justin. And they don't even do it anymore. Yeah, no, they don't. A win for tech crew everywhere. We used to do a thing after our bow, we'd go lights, sets, sound, stage, costume, props, bam! <laughs> 
That's nice. Yeah. That's do you guys nice. do you guys have any fun warm ups you remember from high school theater? Oh man. Any that you do now? Yeah. I, I I created some. They still do at my old high school, which really? I found out when I went back to visit earlier this year. Um, what did like, you create? It was stuff that like I'd learned at camp and just brought to school. Um, and like uh, there, we had a song called Flea Fly Flow. Mm-hmm. You guys know Flea Fly Flow? Yes. <laughs> I think I do. Yes. <laughs> I think I do. I think we did it for a speech and debate. Yes. Warm- said no. <laughs> did you? I think we uh, did. Can I hear your version of Flea Fly Flow? I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. What do you mean then? <laughs> Is it like the- I'll do our version, and so this is what we would do. Um, and I would have the cast repeat after me. Flea, flea, flea fly, flea fly, flea fly, flow, flea fly, flow, fiesta, fiesta, cumbalada, 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 fiesta, cumbalada, 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 fiesta, oh no, oh no, na vista, oh no, oh no, na vista, estimine, stalamine, uala, walamine, estimine, stalamine, uala, walamine, estimine, stalamine, uala, wa. That's to mean the mean big deep, little deep, bubbles can eat, not one not shh. And then they all go, boo, we don't know it. Huh? <laughs> uh, that was like had, our energy thing to get into the show. Really we cool. had a very, very slowed down version of that because none of us would have been able to do that. <laughs> we had mommy made me mash my M&Ms. That's so much Mom, better. <laughs> mommy made me mash my M&Ms. Say oh, what? Uh, yeah, we had that. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, we had something like that except very slowed down and, uh, a girl who just graduated recently, you probably know who I'm talking about. I don't know how she knew it, but she taught it to us. She was always the lead in all the shows she did. Oh, and, okay. Uh, and, she used to... and she taught it to us. She and... shall not be named Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she taught it to us, and no one ever knew it, but she did. Yeah. Um, did you guys ever play the game where you all close your eyes and try to count as high as you can? I don't think no. we did that one. Like to warm up? Well, it was sort of like a trust, energy, get on the same page exercise. And if two people spoke at once, you had to start from the beginning. And you'd, and basically that was like the whole thing. Like we could play it right now if you want. Okay. What, what do we do? do? So what do we do? So basically together, the four of us, we're going to count as uh-huh. high as we can. If either of us speaks, but we're not going to decide who goes in order. We're just going to do it. And then if you say more than once, then you've got to start again. Okay. And you don't have to say anything. You just kind of, here we go. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. six. Oh, no. uh, oh. One, two, two. Mm, <laughs> So you always get really high the first time, and then you kind of start to think about it, and it messes up, and then it takes a long time to get back there. It's a nice uh, metaphor for theater. I, <laughs> No, I like that because we used to do the things uh, in addition to things like we did like the aluminum linoleum and things like that. Yeah. Warm up. Red leather, the yellow leather. Yeah. Can't even say that once. No. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do the um, like the rub shoulder rub circles. I hated that so much. Is, is, I that, would... is that everywhere? I, that's basically why I became a theater major in college. I was like, I oh, would... massage circles. English is like, providing this. Purposely yeah. go to the bathroom during the massage circles every night because I hated it so much. Now, it's, that's uh, why it's I ended a, up in the art department. It's a limited efficiency, right? Because you can't really relax if someone else's, if you're rubbing someone else's shoulders. Exactly. But yeah, massage circle was like a big thing. I, that gets a little, see, in high school theater, that was super cool because it was like you're giving us all permission to touch each other. Like we can just stand here and touch each other and it's fine. Great. Awesome. 
I know it, Taylor and Riley never agree with me on this stuff. So no. we loved that. No, no, never. Never. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> but in community theater, that gets a little dicey. Right. Lots of different ages. It gets weird. Yeah. Lots of adults. Lots of That's really true. little kids. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And that, that just gets, yeah, that gets a little it's weird. It's like, hey, your dad gave me a massage. <laughs> That's a weird sentence. <laughs> But Someone it, probably said that to me. But it's cool. <laughs> because but it's cool. there were 30 other people there massaging each other, too. So it's <laughs> I guess it's, it's okay. fine. Hey, I we, guess it's fine. We carny folk, we place a premium on relaxation. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but yeah, that, that fit in a lot better in, in high school theater, I think, where it was mm-hmm. like, oh, we'll massage each other and we'll just keep going backstage. We also had a tradition in the musical, not in the other plays so much, but we had a tradition of, we'd have a cast sleepover, which was like a big co-ed sleepover at someone's house and parents were around. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. like, there was nothing untoward going on, but it was, that was like a, like, I remember being like, I'm sleeping next to girl (laughs) in my own sleeping bag, but still like, oh my God, Jenny. Sour Klein is on one side of me and Liz Bolton is on the other side of me. These are their real names. And I can't believe it. Now they know. Now they know. Do you now do I wonder if that is a universal theater experience because we used to have not just around shows but we had co-ed parties with the what I thought of as my theater friends where we spent the night at each yeah. other's houses. That was not uncommon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. and I remember friends of mine who were not in the theater world would find out like your parents let guys spend the night at your house. Yeah. Then I spent the night at their house. And yeah. Then, yeah. The night that Justin wrote, I be stroking on my wall in puppy Excuse paint. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In, in neon puffy paint over I my bed. Rockin'. I best rocking. I be stroking. Uh, <laughs> What does that even mean? Our, our dad, our dad saw Ivy stroking on Sydney's wall and was like, "Oh, I best rock it, right?" Yeah. Oh but that, God. but that night he spent the night. That was Justin spent the night at my not only at our house, but it was I had a different boyfriend and he had a different girlfriend, and the four of us slept on my waterbed, like you know. Yeah. <laughs> Why was that allowed? Now that I look back, why was that no, allowed? No, I've had several Why were waterbeds allowed? <laughs> yeah, that's a whole that other problem. <laughs> Very inconvenient. That is amazing. Yeah, it's that's so funny. Yeah, no, there's something that's just like the rules are more lax. Like, ah, they're theater kids. They don't know what they're doing. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, but, I think there's there was always this perception that, yeah, we, we were kind of clueless. And so, like, well, what, what trouble are they going to get into? They're going to, like, sing songs together? Yeah. You know? That's what we did. <laughs> which, which is, true, which is yeah. largely what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Did you all ever like after rehearsal, uh, like on Friday nights, like ever do anything? Because there's, I was in Godspell actually, and there was only a cast of twelve of us. And uh, every Friday night after rehearsal, we would either go to someone's house or like go out to eat together, or whatever. Do you all ever? Yeah. yeah, I feel like Godspell in particular engenders like real cast bonding because mm-hmm. those songs are so good, mm-hmm. but the book makes no sense. Yeah, <laughs> like it actually, like it's actually like the references, and like they'll even tell you they'll like update this w- with whatever reference is popular now mm-hmm. because they're referencing like Abbott and Costello and stuff that like doesn't make sense to a contemporary audience. So you really have to like figure it out together. Like yeah. you're like, all right, well, what what gag am I going to do here? What like I remember just really like working. I remember working on Godspell harder than like anything, mm-hmm. and it was really about like improvising until we figured out how to stage the moment, and it was like. Yeah, those were like really close bonds we formed. Oh, yeah. 
though. Yeah, I think that's true because I think uh, now, granted, Justin and I were directing it, but when we directed, we did Superman, <laughs> the musical here. Bird, it's a plane. Yeah, it's Bird, yeah. plane, Superman, and um, it it was almost impossible to try to find any clips of people doing this show. So right. we basically just, I mean, which, you know, usually you're familiar with it. A lot of the shows we do around here for community theater, like we've seen. So we, yeah. we have this image in our head of what it's supposed to look like. And it was, everybody was kind of creating like what the, what the scenes should look like and what their character would be like and everything from whole cloth, which was really cool. Mm. Um, but Riley, would you say that, um, like, first of all, do you largely hang out with like just other theater people at this point? Like, is yeah. that your core group of friends? Yeah. Uh, not as much anymore because I've only done, I've been like, like doing less shows, I guess, as I get older, which I don't really know why, but there's like no one doing shows anymore. It's like everyone who's really good at it graduated and it's like all of us are left and it's like, that's the other thing that happens is that like you lose your Lena Horns and Meryl Streep's of your high school (laughs) when they graduate, like, and you're like, well, who's going to play? And it's, yeah, that's a, that's so real. Yeah. And all the boys, because you have to have boys, but all the boys are like nine, ten. It's like there were a bunch of boys that just graduated, and then all the boys are like nine years old. That, so no one does shows anymore. That is the hardest part of yeah. community theater is trying to find boys. <laughs> theater, full stop, trying to find boys. I remember uh, basketball was always the same time as the musical, and all the best dancers at our school, like they'd be on dance team, and they'd be, you know, you'd see them dancing at parties, and you could not get them to audition. This one kid, Russell. I'm still mad I never got him in a musical. <laughs> he was a really good basketball player. And I got Dane Martinez once, and he gave the performance of his life. He was uh, Paul in the chorus line. Uh-huh. Um, and then I kind of did West Side Story. I was like, well, at least we'll have Dane Martinez. We'll have like a Bernardo. And then he was like, no, nah, I'm doing basketball. And I was like, no. Oh. Um, I was always fighting basketball for boys. Mm. No, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. And that made no sense to me. I was like, would I rather hang out with – a lot of women singing show tunes or like play a sport. I'm not very, oh, women singing show tunes. Like <laughs> why would you want to spend life any other way? <laughs> that, that, that was actually, this, this is kind of sad. I talked um, in middle school. I remember I talked uh, my yeah. crush into uh, auditioning for a show. I did community theater and I talked to this guy I was interested in, like, you should really come out. We're doing this show. Bye bye, Birdie. It's going to be really cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're going to be in like poodle skirts and stuff. It's going to be fun. You should come out. You know, you get to sing and dance. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, really? It's fun, you know? And so he auditioned and um, he got the, the boyfriend. Um, what's the boyfriend's name? Hugo, something like Hugo, that. Hugo, yeah. Yeah, Hugo. He got Hugo. So, like, he was good. And I remember after he got Who did cast, you play? Oh, just, you know, random girl. Random screaming, girl. screaming at Conrad Bird. You didn't get to be Kim? Nah. Did you have a solo in the telephone hour? I did. Uh, that's true. Yes, I did. Oh, what was it? Oh, no. Now we're going to do this again. <laughs> what was it? I did the, the It Won't Last. Not a not prayer. Not at all. Or not at all. Yeah. The, see, they updated it. They did. It was not a prayer. He's too cool. She's too square. Oh, I like he's thin. She's too tall. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I was I was Conrad in sixth grade. Um, And that's probably the only reason I'm here talking to you guys, because I was 12 years old and three foot tall, barely. And my grandma made my gold lemonade jacket. And 
all the girls in the grade when you're Conrad Birdie had to pretend to be in love with me and faint when I sang. <laughs> and that's, you can't give that to no. a 12 year old boy who's more hormone than man. Um, <laughs> like, like I was just like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Like I got like, that was like a lethal dose of like the musical theater high and like what it can be like applause, girls fainting at your feet like this, this forever. This is it. Full stop. <laughs> Mom, I found my thing. I found my thing. <laughs> I found my, my special purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one of those. Um, yeah, it was heartbreaking though because uh, the guy, my crush, he um, he ended up started. He dated the girl who played Kim. He dated Kim. Of course he did. Of course he did. Of course he did. And he asked me after the, after they cast the show. He said, "This girl. Do you know this girl that's going to play this uh, girl? That's my girlfriend. Is she hot? Do you know her?" I'm like, "Oh, he sounds terrible in your impression." I know he is. He is terrible. <laughs> but I was like, "No, I mean, you know, I mean, if you're into like really pretty." Really pretty girls who sing really well and are really talented. Way I mean, to if you're into it. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's tough. You can't you can't really mess when a when a romance happens like like when it's written in. Like it's when you're a teenager, you're powerless to stop it. Like I had a Tony and Maria, and my Tony was in love with my Maria. Like that's just what happens. I have met so many Usnavis and Vanessas who were dating because they were Usnavi and Vanessa, like from <laughs> high school shows. It's so cute, but it's just like, you know, that's, you're asking them to fall in love and then they got to do it. Yeah, no, that, that's absolutely true. And that was, I think that was a lot of the fun for me doing theater was um, you could, we, we've talked about this before on the show, like in your teenage years, you kind of get to test out all these sort of like adult emotions and adult scenarios and adult feelings in like safe spaces and theater was the ultimate experience of that where like great loves and horrible dramatic breakups that everybody knew about and then everybody like comforting this person and then I I don't know it was it I loved that I loved being part of it because then you know you could also hide from it in your bedroom when it was too overwhelming but but that was that was theater for me yeah yeah totally definitely um real quick what was your all's favorite show ever that you did growing up Favorite role, favorite show? A favorite role? I got to say, putting together Chorus Line was really like the the highlight of my high school career. I Mm -hmm. I would say directing my own, directing West Side Story, but that was actually really stressful. It was exciting and I felt really proud of it, but it's stressful to be in charge. But to like actually be a part of it and sometimes help with this performance here and sometimes, you know, like it was, there was something that was so rewarding. It was such, that's such a hard show for high school kids to do, mm-hmm. um, especially when we're all doing it ourselves, that like the achievement of that and, and, you know, someone I loved, like really being the mastermind of it and being able to facilitate in that way, that made me fall in love with like the collaboration of theater in a very real way of like, oh, I'm needed here because this person can't get out of doing their homework and I need like just being yeah. like rushed to put out fires and also like, you know, help stage things. It was, it was really like, I'll, I'll never forget that. Yeah. Won't regret. Can't forget what I did for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, I think I would say that it, as much as my favorite role would have been playing your mom. I love playing your mom. Uh, better ever. <laughs> that wasn't my favorite role, but go ahead. That, oh, <laughs> burn. Dang, I felt really back, close to you. I'm just kidding. It felt very natural. Just you just moved right on past that. Was, then. Oh, <laughs> What's I know. Your favorite? 
I think, but I think for me, it was it was when I got to to do like directing, like Superman. That mm-hmm. was Superman, especially. That was yeah. a very special experience for me in theater. Uh, uh, definitely um, a Christmas Carol. Not just because it was my only lead role, but uh, and you're talking about like being friends with people of different ages. The the gentleman that played Scrooge uh, was like in his sixties, seventies at the time. Jim mm-hmm. Stone. Um, and I was in middle school. I think I was a sixth grader. And like somehow, like one of the best friends I've ever had was was that that guy. He was just he made me laugh. I made him laugh. Like it actually was like a weird, like really important friendship to me when I really needed one. And I would never have found it in any other facet. Mm-hmm. You know, what's cool about that, Taylor, is that um, you sort of got your moment of redemption in terms of Annie <laughs> with Gemstone. In uh, one of the showcases we did, uh, yeah, yeah, Taylor yeah. and 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 Jim performed. Um, I don't need I don't anything but you. you. Oh, I'm poor yep. as a mouse. <laughs> I'm richer than Midas. <laughs> <laughs> they were so cute. Taylor was little in a little tuxedo. Yeah, we wore tuxedos. Tuxes. They were yeah, so mom, cute. Yeah. Mom found that footage recently and sent it to me, and I was like, uh, yeah. Oh no! <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I expect to see that fully on the Facebook group. <laughs> Other collective will see that happens. Yesterday oh. it was plain awful. <laughs> you could say that again. I don't know though, because if we share that, that was the same show where me and three of my very <gasps> angsty oh my friends. Gosh, that's right. <gasps> oh my gosh, so you did the Smashing Pumpkins? Is that when you did that? We what? Did. <laughs> <laughs> what Smash Pumpkins did you do? Uh, what is the song? Good night. Good night. Good night. Always. Yeah, that song. Forever. Yeah. That song. We did that. flower in your heart. Exactly. One of our, what, this one guy played guitar and then the, there were four of us and we sang it and it was all very like. And one of you danced, right? And you wore these like flowy skirts. Angela did like a lyrical piece to it. <laughs> we did. And it was so like, I guess it was emo. I guess it was. I guess we were emo before emo was emo. Um, By starlight, I'll kiss you. <laughs> and like we wouldn't look at the, we wouldn't look towards the audience. We just looked up into the sides yeah. and at each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope that's, that's not what out it's there. about. Oh, oh I that's, hope it's Mary on there. I've seen it. it. We do. We do. <laughs> Mary oh, Smurl, you have a lot of work to do after this episode, Eris. <laughs> All right, Riley, what was yours then? If it wasn't being my daughter. That was my favorite straight <laughs> show I've ever been in. Like my favorite play I've ever been in. Second place, Sid. Yeah. Okay, I'll pick uh, it. My favorite show is probably Godspell. Just nice. because it was like such a close cast. And all the music is so great. What was your tune? Um, what was the tune you got to sing? Uh, Day by Day. Oh, the best. Yeah, yeah. Everyone hated it by the end of it because just, you know, the same three words over and over again. But And the harmonies are awful to learn. But I didn't have to learn any of them. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah my favorite role was probably Violet in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I've seen pictures it, of that. Yeah, got to wear that giant suit. Uh, I was only on stage for, like, when I got to blow up into a blueberry and then when I got to sing this awful song. But you were really yeah. good. You were really annoying. Like, I mean, yeah. like you're supposed to be. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the closest thing I've had to, like, a, like a lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. That's awesome. Yeah. But that's the fun thing. Like, uh, you know, I, we've said that a couple of times. Taylor and I have both talked about, like, we never had a lot of leads, but it didn't matter because it was just so much. It was it was our world. It was like we've talked about before finding your tribe. That was where I found mm-hmm. my tribe for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody did, was happy. Didn't you just live for the cast party? You just take over an Applebee's, just roll <laughs> in like a boss. <laughs> we need eight tables. I got oh. my crew. <laughs> You are bringing back such traumatic memories. The only, in New York, the only place that would accept 
a reservation for 130 kids was um, Dallas BBQ. <laughs> we go to the Dallas BBQ on like 74th and 3rd and we'd never have enough money at the end of the night. Like, I don't think we ever, we would always be like, all right, guys, we're $100 short. <laughs> um, so if everyone could just put in like five more dollars. You know, because it was student run and we'd be banned every time and we'd go back every time. Um, but, oh, the trauma of like, we're never going to be able to afford this because some people are like, you only had bread. Like, it was like, it was a fight. <laughs> it's always such a bad fight. How, I don't know what that would be like now as an adult. Cause I remember like those cast parties, we were singing and yelling and dancing around because oh. we thought we were the coolest, you know, the coolest teens. And I don't know what that would be like as an adult to, to like be party to that now. I can't even imagine. We were probably nightmares. Although I do, you know, one of my favorite memories is from one of those uh, Dallas BBQ evenings. It was that first show I did the, the, where I was in the plan play and swing line 457. And uh, there's a senior who, who directed the show. His name was Matt Korahias. He's a filmmaker now. And he like turned to me really intensely. I was in eighth grade. He was a senior and he turned to me and said, Lynn, it goes by so quick. <laughs> Sink your teeth into this school. Um, and wow. I, was, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sink my teeth. And I like, really sort of took that to heart. And I really kind of tried to make as much stuff in high school while I could because he kind of gave me this like elder, like as he looked on from his virgin strawberry daiquiri. Then <laughs> it goes by so quick. Sink your teeth into school. I've sort of never forgotten it, and I, that's that's really stayed with me till yeah. today. I was going to say I can see that that has that continues to stick with you. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, this has been a lot of fun, um, and uh, I really enjoyed reminiscing about theater because those were just some of the most fun times. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Lynn, thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, thank, thank you, you guys. This was a treat. I'm such a big fan of your show, and it's fun so to talk weird. about all this, all this teening. That's so weird. That's so weird. <laughs> hey, we're a fan of your show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. Mary Smell, I look forward to those uh, cuts on the Facebook group. I'll see you all there. All right. Well, um, <laughs> thank you for listening at home. Thank you, everybody who, who tunes in for our show. Uh, thank you to Maximum Fun for a, letting us be part of this wonderful network of podcasts. And uh, thank you to the novellas for your theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. Yeah. Uh, this has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I'm a teenager. And I, I was, was two. two. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.